This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Hi. Happy Father's Day. In the last 80 episodes, I've been fortunate to have the best seat in the house to talk to leaders from all walks of life. Me taking pride in being a dad first and going through an incredible journey in my life with my daughter, Raka, I could connect to the dads every chance I got. For this Father's Day, I wanted to reflect and see the commonalities between all these dads. Because consistency and authenticity starts from the very beginning. What I realized that at the core, there's a very simple human being. And when that human being connects, the connection is very deep. Each one of these dads, when they shared, they shared with a smile. And that smile you do not see every day in the corporate world. Whether it is the founder of mega growing restaurant chain or the president of one of the biggest media companies in India, a film producer, and other successful business personalities. When you watch the video, you'll see that they are all connected. They have a smile when they talk about the first time they held their babies. And that, to me, is at the core who we are. As we celebrate the fathers and, of course, the mothers and our kiddos, it's very important to go back to that core on what makes us feel and embrace that special smile on the face. It helped me remember those exact moments in my life, which I wish I could go back and relive again. But I'm lucky. I have those memories and each one of you have those memories too. One thought that hit me was feeling that authenticity. So let's celebrate Father's Day by recognizing the cool dads each one of us are. And I want to digress a little bit right here. One of the four things I try to live on a daily basis is no regrets. I've learned this from one of the top athletes on this planet. We cannot change what we have done yesterday. So if I was working for you and you told me, Arjun, you should have done this, I can't change it. And the no regret is very important because yesterday, what I did, I put my best effort to be the best Arjun I could have been. At no point did I intentionally not play with all my heart. But in present, I can always learn and do better. So the learning I'm not taking away, but accepting, acknowledging, appreciating who I am from yesterday and living a life of no regret is very important. And this is very important in our journey as dads. Because we love our kiddos and this journey comes with no user manual and we always are trying to do little better. Let's just pause for a second. Let's just celebrate and feel the deepest level of caring and feeling that we feel. Appreciate that. Acknowledge that. Know that we are trying to be present every chance we can and then live a life of no regrets with a big smile. Yes, you can get inspired by each other and get better. It is truly an honor and a pleasure to share with you 
a peek of the different takes of fatherhood from some of the current episodes. Thank you for following me and the podcast for the last four seasons. Enjoy. Happy Father's Day and happy listening. Hi. Happy Father's Day to each one of you in every corner of the world. Even though Father's Day is officially celebrated on June 20th, each one of us dads are proud of every day of the year we get to be cool dads to our amazingly cool kiddos. As I talked to the other dads, what I found was the commonality of the conversations, but more than the conversation, the smile on their faces as they talked about their kids was simply priceless. Let's start with that feeling of being a father that connects us all. We were actually a little nervous. I mean, we to be perfectly honest with you, we went out and bought a dog just to have the ability to practice being responsible and, account- and accountable for somebody other than ourselves and each other. Um, and believe it or not, that was a really good learning experience because, you know, we hadn't had to have that kind of discipline for a long time. But when Jade was born, I was, it was breathtaking for me. The first time I held her, I could not believe that, you know, human beings are capable of creating, creating new life like that. And it was, um, it was heartfelt and touching. And, um, and, and, you know, Jody and I, we were, we had this great combination of joy and nervousness and anxiousness. And we were literally, you know, we, we were scared straight into having to be the most accountable parents out there. It struck me that this is big. This is a thing that possibly going to change my life forever. That moment when we came out um, and I got to hold him in my hands, the feeling was amazing. It was like, it was like heavenly, right? And the baby, the baby people um, gave me the baby and took, took us to clean him. And uh, the first thing he ever had in his mouth was sugar water to calm him. I remember vividly when Malachi was born, uh, my wife and I both were able to take a moment and just be quiet, smile, uh, tears of joy coming down our face and just uh, thankful that we had both endured her more than I had endured delivery and had the opportunity to see the baby that we had been waiting for, for nine months. For me, it was September 15th, 1993, 3.08 AM in Wichita, Kansas. Raka enters the world. And as I watched from a distance, I saw the first thing my little baby did in the doctor's arm was she beat. I was so excited that Raka's mom, my wife then, Gopa and myself, we created a life form that peace. They're so little, they're like, you know, they're like this big and just seeing, seeing their little eyelashes and their fingernails, it's like, it's, Absolute um, awe and wonder was, I think, the main thing. I was just like completely struck by just how incredible you know every human life is, and really get, got an appreciation for that. 
So before Ugni was born, um, first there was anticipation and there was anxiety, there was uh, happiness, various emotions, but purely because we didn't know what will come out. Uh, once uh, Ugni happened, and uh, and then after that, uh, I was told uh, the doctor said uh, hold, and uh, I didn't want to because this thing was so small, and I I was positive I'm gonna drop. I was petrified that what if I hurt by mistake because I've never held anything live because even before that. Or after that, I'm very skeptical about going to anybody's house and holding a baby, other people's babies. Because I, uh, with mine, I can take a risk. Others, I can't take a risk. That was uh, magical. I was surprised how lively that uh, yeah, baby was already. It was, it was like within seconds um, came into the world and was already like a full... Uh, um, yeah, acting a little baby, you know, um, although so small, and I thought it was really magical that something is um, so, yeah, it's so lively. She was two years old. We played this game, which any two sane people would not even consider playing. But that's the coolest game I've ever played. Raka would be in her car seat on the back driving and all of a sudden she would say Baba, Baba means dad. I would say Raka, Baba, Raka, Baba, Baba, Raka, Raka, Oh Baba, Oh Raka. This would go on and on and it just felt Cool. Like just thinking about those moments, I wish I could go back for two minutes and play the game with my daughter one more time. I think of my daughter, Brianna, and when she was probably six or seven years old, and we were driving on the East Coast from Virginia back to Charlotte, North Carolina. And we're, you know, you have the car moments where the whole family's together. And so two young kids, me and my wife. And, sh and we just said, hey, Brianna, can you sing a song for us? And she just instantaneously sings this song. And it's like, I love my mom. I love my dad. And she builds it into a rap, right? I love my mom. I love my dad. I love my bubby. And then she goes, what's that smell? And then she comes back to the song. I love my mom. I love my dad. I love my mom. I love my dad, especially my dad. We've now moved to Northern California. We're living in Belmont. And I don't even know how this came about. But one day he says, oh, no. And so we started doing that more and having more and more fun with that simple two words. So I'd go, oh, no. And then he'd try to beat me on the time, right? We'd click the stopwatch out mm -hmm. and, and it was so fun. As soon as we found out that my wife was pregnant with our son, Malachi, I had started going up to her belly and doing the goofiest thing, talking to her belly, right? And baby's inside there. And as he became bigger, he would kick when I would talk. 
And so it just, it, it added to the anticipation of seeing Malachi when he was born. So the day he was born, he was screaming, crying, getting wiped off by all the nurses and getting some mama time. And then the nurses took him over to do a health check and they look over all of his body. And while they're doing that, he was screaming and, and crying and said, Malachi, baby boy, you're okay. I love you. Daddy's here. And he turned kind of towards my direction and stopped crying. And that was day one. And uh, that was just amazing to see that all that time we had been waiting to see him and he recognized my voice. I think I hit myself against the kitchen door or something. And I pointed to my head and said, this is where it hurts. And then he came over to me, stroked it over here, and then asked if I'm better and looked at me like this. And this was like really, uh, I was like a very proud moment where he showed empathy and was already coming and learned this. And and then was also curious enough to ask me whether I was actually better too <laughs> after he struck my head. Raka was 13 years old. She had a tough day when she ran to me, came right here in my shoulder, and I gave her a hug. And she was just there. A few seconds, maybe five or ten seconds later, I realized it was already a long enough hug, so I started tapping her on the back. Little Raka looked up, stared at me, said, Baba, do you know what that means? When you start tapping me like this, it means you're telling me that's enough, buddy, that's enough, buddy. Baba, when I am in a hug with you, you will stay in the hug as long as I need it. I got it. I realized how insensitive I was being. I also realized how fortunate I am for little Raka to run to me and for me to hold her. And the longer the hug is, the longer I have my baby in my arms. In his musical journey, he's, he's tried violin. He's tried flute. You know, when he was in a middle school band, he, he couldn't play the piano in a band. So he, he tried all these sorts of instruments, right? Try things, but do what you enjoy doing. He passed out of uh, Duke University right in the beginning of the pandemic. Here is a young boy sitting thousands and thousands of miles away from home, talking to his parents uh, over video conferencing and staying alone in a room, not even uh, physically attending his classes. And he's being told by his interviewers that we're not too sure whether we're going to recruit. Not for a day he was panicking. And I was feeling very proud. He was going through his life with a remarkable ease. And I'm sure there must have been a lot of tension in his mind. I'm sure he was feeling worried. But he never let it come to the fore even once. I was going on a shoot. Uh, and and he came out uh, of the of the bedroom wearing his pajamas, his hair standing up, uh, just going out of bed. I said, Baba, where are you going? I said, I'm going to work. So he said, do you have to go? I said, yeah, I have to go, unfortunately. 
So says, uh, okay, so what are you going to do? And while I was put tying my shoelaces and I explained what I was doing, we were plan we were shooting that day in some field, and we were shooting a scene of a father and a little kid playing football. And uh, so, so I explained this is what I'm going to shoot. So he ran inside, got his football out, and said that you know, Baba, don't go. I'll play with you. And uh, I didn't know how to explain to him that I, and rather than spending time with him, who is willingly wants to spend time and play, I'm going to. Uh, work with one man and a child who don't know each other, never met each other before, make them look like a loving father and son and make them, you know, play with each other. And actually, I can not do that and stay at home and play with somebody who really wants me to be around. But of course, I had to go and I went for the shoot. But what, like I was saying, what it taught me is being sensitive to time. Happy Father's Day to every dad on this planet. Even though Father's Day is celebrated officially on June 20th, we are lucky to be dads to amazing kiddos for 365 days of the year. As you celebrate today, think about that one feeling that one raising a father moment hold on to that celebrate that and share it with other dads so we can each get inspired by each other it's a tough job with no user manual but it's a job which none of us ever regret or will ever give up on Happy Father's Day. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.